Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy Tuesday. Jay Zawoski, Greg Boyson, and Mario Tirabasi here with you today. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate you. It is rank week here on CHGO Sports, and we're going to continue with our rankings today. Yesterday was the top 10 goalies in Blackhawks history. Today we're going to hit the top 10 defensemen in Blackhawks history. A couple things to let you know about first. Make sure you smash that like button on our YouTube page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Podcasters, make sure you're following or subscribed on your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You need to know for the next, what, 48 hours minus however many, you can get a deal on a mm-hmm. diehard membership. Yep. $60 gets you a diehard membership today all chgo.com you're like 60 dollars. well what does that get me well first off you get a free t-shirt immediately upon sign up so there's half of the 60 right there Mm -hmm. you get discounts on all of our events including our upcoming bears uh tailgates we're gonna have two hawks takeovers this year one early in the year one a little bit later in the year so we'll let you know officially bulls takeovers yeah bulls takeovers so you go to you get the shirt you go to an event it's basically paid for itself in the food, the drinks, the perks you get at the mm-hmm. events, the company you get at the events, <laughs> and all the money you save at the CHGO locker all the time. Mm-hmm. $60 for a year. Also, you get access to, during the year, the rebuild report, all the great written content we have uh, locked and unlocked at allchgo.com. This is really a no-brainer. This deal has never been offered by All City before. So if you've been on the fence about becoming a diehard, now is a great time to do mm-hmm. it. Or... If you know somebody who would like it, buy them one. Yeah, you can do it as a gift. Yep. Gift subscriptions are available. So uh, today, tomorrow, $60 gets you a diehard membership at CHGO, at allchgo.com. So jump in there, yep. take advantage of this fantastic deal because uh, it, it, it really does pay for itself. All right, before we get to our top 10 defensemen, all week, CHGO is unveiling the top 25 all-time Chicago athletes. Yesterday, we gave you 25 through 19. Today, 25 through 21. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I'm good at math. Uh, counting's hard. Today is we were 20 trying to do it before through, the show, too. <laughs> today is 20 through 16. So, number 20, White Sox star, White Sox legend, Minnie Minoso, comes in at number 20. Number 19 is Derek Rose. 18 is Billy Williams, 17, Devin Hester, and 16, Fergie Jenkins. So the next five will be revealed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Any, anything we need to discuss about those five? Thing? I thought I, I figured Derek Rose would have been a little bit higher. Um, but I, I think having him having him inside the top 20 I think is fine I would have had him a little bit higher personally but again that's maybe a generational thing because of Fergie Jenkins and Minnie Minoso and and all their impacts that I don't really have any knowledge about sure but but as a personal thing I think for me uh Rose would have been a little bit higher and I don't know if I would have Hester higher than Rose I would no yeah I agree with that Hester, I don't know if I'd have Hester above Billy Williams. That's a little bit of a thing. Yeah. yeah. But Hester definitely, I mean, literally, when when the league literally changes the rule book, 
because you're too good at what you do, yeah. you're pretty damn good. And no, that's, that's what true. the NFL yeah. did with the kickoffs. Like, we can't have you running back every kick, so we're <laughs> moving it up. And he still ran him back. For five years, that dude was incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. 20 return touchdowns. Should be, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. I know that's a debate for probably a different show. Yes. Different beats, but... We have that show. Yes. And, <laughs> uh, but I agree with the people that say Devin Hester should be a Hall of Famer. Because he was the best ever to do it at that position. Yeah. When you're the best ever to do something, whether it's a, it's it's five times a game or forty times a game, if you're the best ever to do it, Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Okay. So, the way the top twenty-five at CHGO was chosen was the entire staff submitted their top twenty-five. The way we did it on this show was the three of us submitted our top ten for each of the categories we're doing this week. And our, let's say, you know, number one, yesterday our number one Blackhawks goalie ever was Tony Esposito, I believe unanimously, correct? No. Okay, so it doesn't matter. The number one vote gets 10 points. The number two votes gets nine. They're all plugged in. Greg puts on the Boysenator (laughs) 2.0, mixes everything up, and then spits out the ultimate result of our uh, combined scores. So that's how we are doing our list this week, which brings us to number 10 on the Blackhawks' all-time top defenseman, Pat Stapleton. One of the great Blackhawks of the 60s and 70s, longtime captain, the first NHL defenseman to put up 50 assists until the next season when Bobby Orr put up 87. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, Yeah, most records for defenseman Bobby Orr will uh, will have come and, and, and shattered, but yeah, I mean it, it it's a, it's one of those things. I know we talked about it with 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 goalies uh, yesterday and how the you know the generational thing uh, is is different from fan to fan. But Pal Stapleton, one of the guys that you know you you read about and you 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 know it's one of those guys that has that impact in his in his time that you don't really think about because it was sometimes overshadowed by guys like Hall and Makita and Esposito all getting the limelight. Uh, but Pat Stapleton was right there. Yeah, uh, long-time defenseman for the Hawks, uh, eight seasons, uh, and then stayed in Chicago for two more years and played for the Chicago Cougars uh, when the WHA uh, launched. Never won a Norris Trophy. In the NHL, uh, the the, mo- the best he finished third in Norris voting his first season with the Blackhawks, 1966. But he won the Murphy Trophy in the WHA for best defenseman. So yeah, he got that covered. He did that in Chicago, so you know that's yeah. nice. Uh, but Pat Stapleton, as you mentioned, longtime guy, kind of the heyday of the 60s and 70s. Came in right after that that Stanley Cup, but still spent a lot of time with those those legendary names yeah. Hull, Makita, Esposito, Pitt Martin, those type of guys. Um, you know, uh this is my mom's favorite player of all time. She nice. loved Pat Stapleton. <laughs> and and his son Mike played for the Hawks for a little while and uh still a scout in the NHL. Uh Hawks also went to two cup finals with Stapleton, seventy one and seventy three. Um great defender, really good at generating rushes. Uh, just a really solid player for a long time. None of us had the pleasure of watching him, but uh, I think, you know, history deserves, you know, belongs on these lists. And Pat Stapleton, if you talk to longtime Hawks fans, he's on all their lists. So that's yep. number 10. Uh, number nine, Brian Campbell. Now we're into our generation. And, <laughs> you know, I think we talk about this a lot, how contracts can sometimes cloud people's minds as to, how good of a player, how valuable a player can be. Yeah. We're seeing it now with Seth Jones. I think Brian Campbell was very much 
another example of that where everyone knew the Hawks wanted him. Everybody knew Dale Town was going to go get him, uh, and he had to pay a lot for him. Yeah. Was he worth what he was paid? Probably not. But he was a huge part of the Hawks, and really the first time the Hawks went out in free agency and got the dude. Mm-hmm. He was the number one guy in free agency that year. Everyone knew they wanted him. He knew they wanted him. He had the Hawks by the balls, and he got every penny he was worth and more. Uh, but won a Stanley Cup here, is still with the organization. Uh, Brian Campbell, not only for you can look at the stats all you want, but what he represented as a free agent, what he brought to the team in terms of leadership and experience when they were ready to win that first cup. Uh, Brian Campbell, number nine. Yeah, before Hosa had that that impact in the summer of 09, uh, Campbell had that impact too. Uh, it was it was part of that growing uh, sense of like the Blackhawks on 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 the the come up with you know Taze and Kane coming into the fold and and you know they had Keith and Seabrook there but they were still growing and uh, Campbell came in and and yeah it was was a big part of that of that team uh, that you know got back to the playoffs in in, in two thousand nine and and won the Stanley Cup in two thousand ten. Um, had a had a quick second stint mm-hmm. uh, to end his, his career with the Blackhawks, um, and I remember when uh, when he came back, being a little bit excited because it was just like okay, like they had a need defensively. He was still playing at a pretty decent level, and I thought he could play an, another year. And when he didn't come back, decided it was it was over. You felt defensively a, a bit of a hole that that never got f- filled from when Campbell left. And so it was just kind of a testament to, you know, a guy that could still play well into his, you know, late 30s, uh, making an impact. But, but yeah, that, that first run he had with the Blackhawks uh, was an integral piece to, uh, to winning that Stanley Cup. And I believe got the primary assist on Patrick Kane's uh, 2010 overtime winner. So yep. put that feather in his cap. Yeah, as, as Jay, you mentioned, he was kind of like – the I remember they signed Brian Campbell and Christopher Hue on day one of free agency in 2008. And I remember going to work the next day, grabbing a copy of the Sun Times, as I did every day back then, when I worked my real job. <laughs> and I flipped it over on my desk, and it was the Blackhawks and Brian Campbell and Christopher Hue on the front page of the sports section. Now, some of you younger folks listening and watching may not understand what that means or if that's even a big deal. But for the Blackhawks in 2008 to be on the front page of the sports section was like, wow, this must be a big deal. Because, mm-hmm. like, this, the Hawks were ignored for so long. And this was the start of, you know, you had Kane and Taves rookie seasons the year before yeah you started to see some some growth they were they were in the the, the running for a playoff spot until the end of the year i believe that they also traded for andrew ladd during that mm-hmm. season uh you know patrick sharp was starting to become a star you had keith and seabrook so you started to see it coming together and then they went out and made the big f- splashes in free agency it was like the changing of the like things the momentum was changing yeah. and you could see it uh, and Brian Campbell, you know, again, the, the long contract, but nobody cared at the time. Nobody, everybody was just like, holy crap, we got Brian Campbell. Um, and he was, he was very good for the Blackhawks. I'm not going to say he was a superstar, but I think we realized how good and key he was 
towards the end of that 2010 season when he was injured, when, when oh, yeah. Alex Ovechkin gave him a cheap shot from behind and broke his collarbone. And he was out from, I think that happened on St. Patrick's Day. He was out until game three of the Nashville series. I don't think he came back for the start of the playoffs. Yeah. He came back midway through that series. Yeah. And you, when he was gone, you realized how important he was. Yeah, you had Duncan Keith. But Campbell gave you that other guy that yeah. can get the puck up the ice. Mm -hmm. And for a puck possession team, he was so key to their success. Absolutely. Uh, I, I was just saying again, like, what he represented as a signing, too, was like, oh, boy, here we go. Mm -hmm. Here we go. And now he's, they're good. And he's made good friends with Kyle Davidson and yep, he's, yeah. hanging he's, around the organization him at the still. United Center every, every night. Yep. Still there. Yep. Uh, and uh, probably... A future NHL general manager, I'm going to assume. Could I mean, be. If he's going to be an assistant GM and this rebuild goes the way we all want it to, guys from Kyle Davidson's staff oh, yeah. are going to start getting picked off. You see it yep. in every sport. As soon as one team wins, mm -hmm. all those assistant GMs start getting GM jobs. So I'm sure he's going to be a future GM at some point, too. All right, next up on the list, number eight, former Blackhawks GM and defenseman Bob Murray. Number three all-time in scoring in Blackhawks history, behind only Doug Wilson and Duncan Keith. 514 career points in 1,008 career games for Bob Murray. Uh, a guy I never saw play, but when you look at all the defensive leaderboards for the Hawks, he's right there. Uh, longtime player, longtime general manager. Uh, played his entire career, his entire 15-year career with the Chicago Blackhawks, which also helps him out. You know, in the in when we vote for these sort of things, two-time NHL All-Star, um, just a really solid player. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue when you look at those leaderboards for defensemen, and his name is at at the top, uh, in the top three, top four, you know, of of each category. Um, hard to argue against that. Yeah, never saw him play, uh, but you you can't deny that that kind of uh, impact puts him uh, at in this list for sure and if you know if you can put up those numbers with that kind of hairline like <laughs> more 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 power to he you he was the antithesis of, of doug wilson you had doug Hill wilson with, <laughs> yeah, with the great hair true. And bob murray with the not so great hair yeah uh, but this guy is one of only eight players to play over a thousand games in a blackhawks uniform uh and put up good numbers as a defenseman 1977 78 he had 17 uh he had 19 goals, 51 points. The next season, 16 goals, 50 points. 80-81, he had 13 goals, 47 assists. Uh, he had, let's see here, seven seasons of at least 30 assists. Now, this is during an era where defensemen were out there trying to be defensemen. Yeah. We'll talk about this, about a guy coming up later on in our list. Spoiler alert, but... You know, to put up 60 points as a defenseman in 1981, it's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. And, and he, he was over a half a point per game average over his 1,000 games as a defenseman in the 80s when outside of a handful of guys, defensemen yeah. were not looked to contribute much to the right. offense. Absolutely. Um, if we're looking for modern comparisons here to Bob Murray for the younger fans, and look, I never saw him play either, um, Similarity scores on hockey reference. Alexander Edler, Mark Edward Vlasic, Nicholas Cronwall. Those are some of the more modern names that are comparable 
to Bob Murray as player. So there you go for a little point of reference. So he left his sure. feet every time he checked somebody? I guess so. <laughs> you got Cronwall. You got Murrayed. Yeah, yep. could be. I think he had a lot of success as a GM uh, for the Anaheim Ducks um, yep. until he didn't. Until he didn't, exactly. <laughs> All right, number seven on the list, uh, the heart and the soul when he was on the Blackhawks, the late Keith Magnuson comes in at number seven, another longtime captain. And when you talk about putting up points, that was not Keith Magnuson's game. <laughs> Keith Magnuson's game was standing up for his teammates, providing leadership. He went on to be the Blackhawks head coach for a while, uh, just completely stressed him out to the point where he just couldn't handle it. Um, longtime Hawks ambassador, hugely involved uh, with the Blackhawks Alumni Association, truly an icon of the Blackhawks organization. And when you see uh, when he passed away, just how impacted everybody was by his death. Um, Pat Foley, especially him and Maggie, were very, very close. You talk about your parents' favorite players. Mm-hmm. My mom's was Keith Magnuson, yeah, for sure. Every, like everyone of that age loved watching Keith Magnuson play with that red hair, willing to fight anybody. Didn't always win. Usually, probably didn't win most of the fights he was in. But uh, when you talk about the personification of what Hawks fans think a Blackhawk should be, it's Keith Magnuson. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was he was on our, our tough guys list uh, that we did on on uh, on Friday. And, you know, that was the, the name of his game. Uh, I mentioned it on Friday is my, my dad always would point out when first started going to games with him uh, when they would do highlight packages, you know, pregame highlight packages and stuff. Keith Magnuson, every highlight that he was in, he's bloodied up. He's, you know, got jerseys and tatters and he's fighting somebody it was just and that was that was his game and and he was like you said the heart and soul uh, of those of those Blackhawks teams at that time and um then yeah the cultural impact too uh that that we we take into consideration when we do our lists um you know what what they meant to the organization during and after their stints playing and, and everything I mean he's he's synonymous with being one of the top uh, defenseman, one of the top players, one of the most memorable players uh, the organization's ever had. There's a reason his number's retired. Yep. Yeah, he was more of your prototypical stay-at-home kind of defenseman, a mm-hmm. defensive defenseman. Not a lot of points in his career. Uh, he had 24 assists as a rookie, and that was his highest point total of his career. Um, never scored more than three goals in a season, but that's not <laughs> what he was there for. Right. Uh, you look at the penalty minutes. Um, you look at you know the the, the toughness. Shirtless, oh, shirtless dark <laughs> guy. Shirtless dark guy is watching. a bona fide CHGO <laughs> yes, fan. He, he has hung up one of his uh, few shirts, and it is a Duncan Keith. Owns, I think I gotta get a picture jersey. of it. Yeah. That is fantastic. <laughs> well, hello, shirtless dark guy. Shir- uh, he, I know, he put we, up I know a, we were he, we were given your real name, but you're forever going to be shirtless dark guy. He uh, he put up a socks jersey yesterday during the shock sock show, nice. which was uh, that wonderful. Is, uh, that is awesome. Um, that is fantastic. Hey, you never know. Hey. <laughs> you never know in this Just hope it's not in this windy business. and it blows away. I'd feel bad. I'll put uh, it in Slack for you there. Should be all right. Yeah, Keith Magnuson that's great. Um, missed a lot of games the second half of his career. I wonder I why. Mean, he played 589 games in, in 11 seasons, so do the math. That's yeah. 55 games a year. But just the way he played, you know, caused him to miss a lot of time. But, you know, he's – his jersey hangs up in the united center forever for a lot of reasons and most of them don't have to do with what he did on the ice he yeah it's just the ultimate teammate and and we uh we spent a lot of time on him on our tough guys episode so if you missed that 
that was on uh, Friday. Friday. Yep. Was our Tough Guys episode. So go check that out for more on Keith Magnuson. Absolutely. All right. Number six, before we take a break, a guy that I think everybody watching the show loves and is probably criminally overrated in the eyes of the NHL, but not Under, in the hearts underrated. of Hawks fans. Underrated. Did I say overrated? Overrated. Uh, yeah. Yes, definitely underrated. Underrated. Uh, Nicholas Jalmerson. Yes. Uh, another one on our tough guys list. Absolute badass, uh, blocking every shot available. Uh, can move the puck better than he got credit for. And I always love to go back to the fact that when asked who Nicholas Jalmerson reminds him of, Scotty Bowman said Nicholas Lidstrom. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, well, and Marion Hosa told us right here in the studio that who's the one guy that didn't get enough credit? Who's the one guy that deserves? And he right away, without skipping a beat, was Nicholas Jarman. There's no doubt about um, it. You know, the heart and soul of that team did all the dirty work. Uh, you know, just fantastic. Def- I, I've said for years that the the NHL should have two awards for defensemen the Norris trophy for the best defensive defenseman and the Bobby Orr for the best offensive yeah. defenseman because nowadays it's the Norris trophy goes to the defenseman that gets the most points yep. right, yeah but if there was Both a teams. defensive defenseman award Nicholas Jarmuson would have won at least three or four yeah, who had the best all-around defensive season right yeah should 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 be the focus of the award but yeah I, I, a guy that sacrificed his body uh, night in and night out, blocking shots, um, you know, laying down hits, being one of those guys that was truly a, sh- a shut-down defenseman um, that, you know, you don't, you don't see too many of uh, in the NHL where, you know, a guy can, can make a living and become a fan favorite by just being so defensively sound. Uh, and, you know, you talk about a guy you can always throw out there and know that he's going to play against some of the top 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 competition and be able to shut them down and a guy who's going to go out on a penalty kill um you know in in a, in a special team situation and lay down and block shots one two three four four shots on a shift uh be able to you know throw his body in front of it and do it willingly um as you're, you're not going to see many defensemen be able to uh to sustain that kind of uh physical toll and be willing to do it i mean i wouldn't be surprised if he's you know gonna have some some hard days trying to walk in the later years but he gave it up for three stanley cups and you know a a lifetime legacy with with, uh with chicago it's probably worth it to him i would think so yeah all right let's take a break before we reveal the top five greg's gonna talk about our buddy ray yes not the shady one i've got two Two Rays, Two wow. Two buddies named Ray. Uh, I'm the Ray guy here at uh, CHO. Hey, are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are, then we've got some great news for you. Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team, so welcome to them. At Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicago's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during the Make This Summer event at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake, 
you'll be able to take up to 20% off MSRP on select new 2023 Ram 1500 models. Yeah, but maybe you're thinking the interest rates might be too high right now. That's not the case at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because now through August 31st, you'll be able to get limited time 0% financing for 72 months on select new models. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team we recommend visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram only in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today, serving the community since 1963. It's a long time. It's a long time, right? Am I telling the good people about Goose? Yes. Yes, Goose Island. Please do. Beer they have cars, lots of good people. Lots of good people and lots of good beers. That is the Goose Island Beer Company. They have been Chicago's beer since 1988, and they are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and we welcome their sponsorship and friendship and their beers. Of course, they have the Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, which is always in style with a citrus aroma and bold hop finish. They got their Tropical Beer Hug, their Dry Hopped Imperial IPA, which is a 9.9 ABV that is dangerously easy to drink. The Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beer. It is what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. Of course, you have the Golden Cans of 312, their Wheat Ale, their staple of the year-round Goose Island uh, lineup. And, of course, we are getting to the end of August, which means it's almost September, which means... It'll be Oktoberfest season pretty soon, so keep an eye out for Goose Island's Oktoberfest beer coming out pretty soon. It's a good way to usher in the fall. Much better than pumpkin spice anything. Uh, <laughs> grab ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers like all of these at Goose Island's Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street here in Westtown. That's in our neck of the woods. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. All right, before we jump back in, I want to give a shout-out to James Molick in the chat who uh, told us, became a diehard today. Nice. I don't know what took so long. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, James, for uh, becoming a diehard and uh, getting in while it's a discounted rate. Yeah, so take, take advantage, yep, take of, that advantage deal. of that sale. So be like James. Become a diehard today. Absolutely. And speaking of sales, yes, you can become a diehard for $60, but we've also got our Countdown to Kickoff merch sale going on right now at the CHGO Locker. All T-shirts and hats are $24 at the CHGO Locker. So jump in there, take advantage of that sale, take advantage of the Die Hard membership sale that comes with the free t-shirt. And once you're a Die Hard sale or not, you get that discount at the CHGO Locker. So tons of ways to save on all things CHGO this week. And uh, of course, we've got our Bears tailgates right around the corner. Boy, can't wait for those. It's gonna be an awesome time. All right, now we move in to the top five defensemen in Blackhawks history. And number five, and it's weird to have him this low, but at the same time, when you look at who's above him, it makes all the sense in the world. Number five, Brent Seabrook. Mm -hmm. Three-time Stanley Cup champion, 1,114 games with the Blackhawks, zero with the Tampa Bay Lightning for the record, <laughs> 464 points, 661 penalty minutes, just an awesome stay-at-home defenseman, the perfect partner to Duncan Keith. And I do think, has had he been on some other team in the league, he'd be a superstar, potential Hall of Famer. I think he's got an argument. 
because of the yeah, moments and the, because of the longevity and because of the cups. The impact, the cups, the longevity, two gold medals mm-hmm. with Canada. I think that helps. Um, no individual like Norris is. No, yeah, no individual awards. He was an all-star a few times. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there there is a case to be made uh, when when his eligibility uh, pops up for the Hall of Fame. Definitely a case to be made. Um, you know, at, at least for Chicago. Um, you know, if if and when they retire number seven, uh, it'll be for Seabrook and I would say Chris Chelios as well. Yeah, and I think that would be a completely deserved honor for him. And we talk about you know Keith Magnuson, uh, Nicholas Jalmerson, heart and soul kinds of players. Absolutely, Brent Seabrook might be the biggest heart and soul player of that 2010s run of 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 uh, success for the Blackhawks. So, yeah, I mean, could could he be number two on some people's lists? Number three? Number one on some people's lists? Sure, uh, but I think in the, in the in the echelon of Blackhawks defensemen, um, as far as you know, accolades and success goes, I think this is I think this is pretty fair for Seabrook. Um, but it also is a testament to how many truly great defensemen yeah. have played for Chicago over the years. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, Seabrook is going to be remembered a lot for being the, you know, the more traditional stay-at-home guy. But he, he, could, he could contribute offensively. Yeah. I mean, 2015-16, he had 14 goals, mm-hmm. career high. And dude scored some huge playoff goals. Three overtime goals yep. we all remember the one that knocked out detroit mm-hmm. in 2013 a couple of weeks later he did it again in game five of the stanley cup final that crazy 6-5 game where crawford gave up all those goals to the glove <laughs> side and still won the game suck it pierre uh <laughs> and then in 2015 that triple overtime game against the predators yeah in the first round that was a game that could have turned the series around and, and he got that the overtime goal I think a minute into the third overtime so he's he's had huge moments so when you say he didn't have the individual accolades but he mm-hmm. still had those individual yeah. moments and of course people are always going to remember Jonathan Taves in the penalty box in Detroit in 2013 you ask any of those guys who are on those Stanley Cup teams yes Jonathan Taze was the captain, mm-hmm. but Brent Seabrook was the leader. He mm-hmm. was the guy that, you know, when – and I'm not taking a shot at Jonathan no. Taze. Jonathan Taze would tell you that. Yeah. that. He was the guy when it came to being the vocal, you know, pull you by your collar and say, hey, wake up. Yep. That was the guy to do yeah. it. Uh, and I think – I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame at some point. I don't see him being one of those guys that gets in right away. First ballot. But I think you win three Stanley Cups with any team and being an important part of three Stanley Cups with any team is a, is a, a really good accomplishment. But to do it on the same team and for an original six franchise and to bring the Blackhawks out from beyond dead, yeah, I think that's going to help serve him. Uh, and he eventually should get in the Hall of Fame, at least I believe. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like Duncan Keith's presence has taken away any of what he's accomplished kinda, in the minds they're of... They're kind of together. Yeah, they're like a yin and, and yang. Taves, yeah. Yin and yeah. yang, and you had Keith and Seabrook were the yin and yang, and they yeah. were a pair for so long, too. I mean... I can't think of anyone ever saying Seabrook was nothing without Keith, because no. it's, it's not true. Right. It's no. not true. He was just Mr. Dependable, and we talk about all the time how... 
with Duncan Keith, you never even really had to talk about him because you just knew he was going to be out there and be great every game. Seabrook was that for a long time, too. For a long time. His decline came quick, more quickly mm-hmm. um, because of just the size of his body, the style, the way he plays, you know, all the wear and tear he's had, of course. Um, but, man, like, for a long time, like, both those guys were just like, yep, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Don't even worry about it. Let's talk about the other four. Or really the other three. Right, yeah. Because you knew Jalmerson was pretty much on that list, too. We take it for granted how good those teams were. When you look at that, that uh, we're going to have half of our top six, maybe, will be from that team. We don't know where Keith slots in yet. I, I think he's still hmm. on this list. Maybe, maybe I not. think he's on know. the list, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, potentially, half <laughs> of the top six are guys from the cup that, era. That era. I mean, that shows yeah. you how special that team was. I don't, I don't think that's recency, recency by its either. That's cold hard facts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, next on the list, uh, number three is number three, Pierre Pilat. Number four. No, I'm number sorry. Number, number three four. is number four, Pierre <laughs> Pilat. Uh, long time again, Blackhawks captain. He is uh, fifth all time in scoring for the Blackhawks, 477 points. 10 points behind Chris Chelios, 821 games as a Blackhawk. And when you look at those point totals, you talk about playing in an era where defensemen didn't really contribute offensively. Yeah. I mean, Palat was kind of an innovator in that way. Maybe the the original offensive defenseman. Yeah. And kind of changed the game. This how we talked about the way Devin Hester played. To an extent, you can make the same argument for Pierre Palat. Yeah. I, I think the the... the accolades speak for themselves um you know he's he's a guy that you know was if i'm not mistaken part of that 1961 stanley cup team yep captain captain of that team um you know was was one of the staples of that of that era uh you know his his place in in the ranks of the defensemen uh and the and the numbers he put up in the time where defensemen were not looked at as you know point producers and goal scorers anything like that uh, is is pretty uh impressive the impact within the organization as well i think is is something to uh to be said personally i had seabrook ahead of palat but i can i can see where the historical impact within the organization slots him a little bit uh ahead here and again another guy his number's up in the rafters and it's there for a reason Three straight Norris trophies for Pierre Palat. Uh, and then the three years surrounding that, he finished second in voting. So he was in the top two yeah. in Norris voting for six straight seasons. Uh, all-star impressive. for five of those seasons. And then Bobby Orr showed up. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden. But, I mean, Pierre Palat had uh, 46 assists in 1964, 45 the following year, and then 46 again in 1967 so he was you know uh three seasons three out of four seasons over 50 points from a defenseman in that era you know this was pre-bobby Orr. bobby Orr shows up towards the end of that and of his career but just one of those guys that those those 60s teams just depended on yeah he was to the 1960s blackhawks he was duncan keith to those teams to what what uh, Keith was to the Hawks in the 2010s. Well, here's the crazy thing, and as we talk about him as an innovator and uh, a groundbreaker, uh, I reference the uh, player comparisons a lot. 
uh, from Hockey Reference because I think it's a really nice tool when talking about how to look at older players in the eyes of the modern game. Usually when you go through these things, you see players from every era. You'll see, you know, um, guys from the 60s, guys from the 70s, 20s, whatever, all sort of mixed in. Everybody who Pierre Pilot, uh compares to is a modern era player. <laughs> and none of these guys are, maybe there's a Hall of Famer or two in there, but arguable, right? Sure. But we're talking about it, at the time, there was no one like in the 60s, Wade Redden, Keith Yandel, Dion Phaneuf, Andre Markov, Brian McCabe, Sandus Ozelinch, Brian Campbell, Thomas Caberlet, Doug Wilson. Those kind of guys did not exist. And those are the similarity scores for Pierre Plot. So in an era where your guys were more like the Stapletons and more like Magnuson, mm-hmm. where their job was to defend and be physical all the time, Plot was one of the first guys to really elevate. All these guys I mentioned, you would say are either offensive defensemen or all-around defensemen. Yeah. Um, that just did not exist in his era. And I think it's really interesting that all of the player comparisons are modern players. Are modern era could, players, Pierre yeah. Pilat's style, he could have played in today's game. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, he could have. You can't say that by a lot of guys that played in the 60s. No, no. Uh, he was ahead of his time. He was only 5'10", though, so probably can't play. Uh, too short. Yep, too he short. Not can't do it. would have drafted him in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three on the list. We just mentioned him. The man with a beautiful head of hair still to this day. Still. Doug Wilson. Good old number 24. Uh, absolute stud in all aspects of the game. An absolute cannon of, the sh- of a shot. Uh, just a great all-around hockey player. When you look at the uh, Blackhawks' all-time defenseman, he is number one in scoring. 938 games. By the way, that is like 200 fewer than Duncan Keith-ish uh, and over 150 more points than Duncan Keith. 938 games, 225 goals, 554 assists for 779 points in 938 games. Uh I guess you would say offensive defenseman. Yeah. More than half a point per game, but tough as nails, could defend very, very well. Doug Wilson was an all-around stud defenseman and uh, absolute legend for the Blackhawks. Yeah, of of that era where he played in the you know in the in the eighties and um, with the Blackhawks. I mean, he kind of was there. Th- their version of Duncan Keith where, you know, you never worry about what Doug Wilson is going to do. He's always going to show up and produce and be able to, uh, to, to play that role. Numbers speak for themselves. I, I never got to see him play, but we, again, talking to my dad, uh, of, of, you know, that Blackhawks era in, in the eighties, um, Doug Wilson was always the, 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 the defensive, uh, defensive standout. And, you know, the guy that, you know, Nor- uh, Norris winner, for the Blackhawks, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, one of the best to not only play in the NHL, but of course with the Blackhawks. In 81-82, when he won the Norris Trophy, 85 points in 76 games, and that included 39 yeah, goals. 39 goals. <laughs> 39 goals. That did not lead the league, by the way. No. That's crazy. That As a defenseman? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, my gosh. I'm getting to that point here. It's 16. Uh, that's a 16. uh 14 power play goals that year. Um, Wow. Doug Doug Wilson, I'm I'm glad he finally got his Hall of Fame due uh, a couple of years ago. Overdue. Yes, because Doug Wilson is 
was overshadowed because he unfortunately played at the same time as some of the greatest offensive defensemen that ever played a game. Mm-hmm. A guy named Paul Coffey. Yeah. Uh, Larry Murphy. Yep. Phil Housley. Ray Bork. Al McGinnis. Ray Bork. Those mm-hmm. guys put up numbers very similar to him. And I think Wilson got overshadowed because a lot of those guys had more, especially Paul Coffey, had more team success. They won Stanley Cups. They had deeper player runs where, you know, a lot of those 80s teams for the Hawks were kind of one and done. Yeah. Um, they didn't they didn't have very many deep runs. Or they ran into Wayne Gretzky and, and Paul Coffey and those Edmonton Oilers, and they just could, just like the rest of the league – couldn't you know uh keep up with them i think they had to play uh, those islanders teams that won four straight in, in the playoffs <laughs> a couple times so they just had yeah. you know he had the bad luck of every year here comes another new dynasty team to kick the hawks teeth in the playoffs <laughs> um but he was a, again a guy that was an offensive defenseman but also a very good defensively but a guy that in an era where you didn't ha- you had more of it than you did when pierre plot played but still, it wasn't like you see it today. And he was overshadowed by some of those other guys. All those other guys are in the Hall of Fame. So I'm happy that uh, that uh, Doug Wilson and his immaculate hair finally got in the Hall of Fame. And, and, and word on the street is he wants to get back in the hockey. He, he stepped down from San Jose for some health issues. But apparently he's feeling good again, and he wants to get back into some role uh so we'll see where that leads him but uh always been a huge fan of doug wilson i got a comment in the chat it says why are we talking about the hawks on the chgo channel when it's roster cut day for the bears do better well uh chris this is the chgo blackhawk show as it says on your screen and on the logo bears are on a three yes come right. back, come do again. better come, come back and come back in 15 minutes watch the bear <laughs> show do, do better at telling time exactly all right number two on the list a little bit of suspense, not really. Number two on the list, number seven, Chris Chelios. I mean, we talked about him a lot yesterday, yeah. uh, or rather on the uh, Tough Guys show. Uh, he was number one until Duncan Keith came around, mm-hmm. right? And just a scorer, led the team in scoring several times. Uh, physical, Norris Trophy winner, all around everything, f- local guy. Obviously, um, I'm thrilled he's back involved with the organization because for a while, I was a little bit bitter. And I think looking back on it, it was a little bit of immaturity on my point because I was like, uh, he's so in love with being a Red Wing. He always brings the Stanley Cup here to rub it in our faces and everything. He didn't want to leave. Yeah. He didn't want to leave. The Hawks traded him and said, this guy's done. He's old. He's got nothing left. Then he wanted to play 10 more years in Detroit uh, at a very high level. Yeah. Um, so good on him to come back and stick it to Bill Wirtz every time the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup. Um, guy's an absolute stud, and one of the reasons I love hockey. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much more to say about the guy. He's just awesome, all around <laughs> awesome player. One of my favorite players of all time. The first jersey I ever got with a name on the back of it was Chris Chelios. Still nice. have it. I don't fit in it, but I still have it. <laughs> um, dude was just he. He was, and he, the fact that he was from Chicago made it even more special. Yeah, hometown kid playing for his team. Yeah, you know he, he had that Chicago tough blue collar. You know all those those uh, cliches you like to hear. You know Bears weather and all yeah, that yeah. mumbo jumbo. But he was like Chicago personified. Yeah, he fit that uh, bill. Tough guy. He was on our tough guy list. And Chelios, you know. Uh, 
was hanging out with our buddy Carm uh, before the Springsteen concert the other day, and we were talking shop, and he's like, is there anybody that you still get, like, starstruck when you see? It's like, no, nah, I've been in enough, around enough players now. For the most part, like, nobody currently do I get, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe that's so-and-so, but... Every time I see Chelios at the United Center, either in the press box or downstairs, I still get that, oh, my God, that's Chris Chelios. Like, <laughs> yeah. I still get nervous around him. And it's yeah. those are the guys that I still, uh, you know, have that. Because I was a fan of them. I'm not covering – I never covered Chris Chelios yeah. as a job. I was a fan of his. He, he was the, one of the best players in the league when my fandom was at, like, its peak when I just mm-hmm. consumed hockey. 24 7. The 1996 Blackhawks, a really good team that lost in the uh, in the conference semifinal to Colorado, who went on to win the cup. Jeremy, uh, Chris Chelios led the team in scoring with 72 points in 81 games. Ronick missed some time. He had 67 points in 66 games, but it was Chris Chelios, Jeremy Ronick, and Gary Suter were your three leading scorers on that team. Gary Suter probably has an argument on this list, too. I, he was on my list. Maybe the honorable mention uh, list for yeah. sure because he, really good player, sidekick to Chelios forever. Uh, but, yeah, Chris Chelios, 72 points. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not often you're going to see defensemen lead their team in scoring uh, for multiple seasons, uh, even in even in today's, today's day. Um, so for him to do that in that era was was really impressive and yeah i mean like you said greg checks every box of like the quintessential like chicago athlete especially for the blackhawks um and it's it's great that he's you know kind of come back to the organization uh and and been a bit more of an ambassador for the blackhawks now than uh you know he he was for the red wings for a long time and uh you know when i when i got into hockey and started watching him i was i was watching him as a red wing and it was just like oh he used to be a blackhawk like in the in in the 90s and he was captain and now he's all about the red wings oh that's kind of that kind of sucks like you know it, it was always that kind of like ah chris chelius all right yeah he's in the black he's in the red wings alumni game and all that stuff but as you know as i grew up a little bit more learn a little bit more about him and especially as time has passed and that he's you know come back to the organization a little bit more it's great that you know the impact he's had with the blackhawks while he was playing while he hasn't been you know why he's been uh, retired um it's awesome yeah so it's it's i i, I always think back to to the story though of of the uh the winter classic is you know you see the duncan keith winter classic jersey here um of you know he was supposed to play in that game he was dressed. Mike Babcock was going to scratch him, but he did dress, played, I think, like a minute and a half, uh, and and then had to, had his kid bring him beers on the bench because he just he just he was sitting there the whole game. And it's a shame because he's a huge Cubs fan yeah. playing in Wrigley Field, albeit against the Blackhawks. Uh, but it's just a, a, a missed opportunity for him to to really get the the best of that experience but Mike Babcock is kind of a pudwack is that what you're kind of yeah yeah. enjoy that Columbus but uh yeah that's always one of the funny like make the most out of a shitty situation like "Eh, just grab some beers on the bench and enjoy your time hey man he was you're made at that point in your career yeah the 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 hatred for Chelios amongst Hawks fans it's living proof of the time heals all wounds yeah because you don't like for those first few years, you, they boo, boo, boo. Yeah. And even after he retired, they, they brought him back for one night, and there were still a smattering of boos. But I think that's kind of gone away. Yeah, uh, which I which is great. You know, yeah. people. Yeah, you know, I get it. Yeah, he was traded. My my, I hated it too. I was like, oh, he said he never played for the Red Wings. Well, okay, he was traded, but 
But my argument to that was, well, he didn't have to re-sign there all those years. <laughs> Wait, if I was going like, to say... He wasn't under a 10-year contract when he was traded. If you want to stick it to the Hawks, that's where you go. Play for the Red Fine. Wings. And, and, you and want me around? Great. I'll go to Detroit and stick it up your booty holes for 10 years. Especially on the teams he played on, where half their roster were Hall of Famers. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he would want to go anywhere else. My, my favorite... Uh, my favorite Chelios memory, back to back, overtime playoff goals yep. to sweep the Canucks in 1995. Great stuff. All right, just to go over the personal accomplishments: Hall of Fame, three cups, three Norrises, a Messier, hundredth anniversary team, seven-time All Star. All right, pretty good. That's pretty good. There lot, is one thing he did that I will not forgive him for, and if he was here, I would talk to him about it. The Hawks honored the 75th anniversary team on the ice before Red Wings game. With the intention of Chelios being there, being in the photo, Chelios gets in the photo of all these 75th anniversary Blackhawks, and he keeps his Red Wings jersey on. Mm-hmm. So this 75th anniversary team is all these great Hawks, and then there's a lone Red Wings jersey right there in the top corner. He's holding it, but he didn't put it on. Hmm. That was oh. tough. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd have that picture in my basement if not for that. Wonder, <laughs> wonder what his thoughts are on, on that now. I'd love to ask him someday. Yeah. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. All right. Before we reveal the big mystery of number one, is <laughs> it Enrico it Ciccone? Stay tuned Everett to find out. He's, wanna- <laughs> he's, a, he's a number seven, too. It's all about number sevens. It's Klaus Dahlbeck. I want to tell you about our friends in my alma mater at Lewis University. Students are just like you with full-time jobs, families, full-time sports fandoms. Lewis is making it easy to go back to school and earn a respected degree. They're 35 miles south. Sorry, not they. We are 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, and we are ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended formats to help you balance work family and education and their faculty brings real world experience and instruction to the classroom which is immediately relevant to your career we offer career support and academic resources for all adult students looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program lewis has the right program for you lewis offers several career focused programs that will set you up for success I love the cybersecurity program. Lewis is a Department of Homeland Security Center of Academic Excellence in Cybersecurity, providing students with scholarship funding not available elsewhere. They also offer the adult undergrads with computer science, aviation maintenance technology, business analytics, criminal justice, business programs, and tech programs. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this and become a flyer like me. I know it's a little cool today and tomorrow. We've had a little reprieve from the heat, but summer and the sun has not gone away. It's coming back real soon. And take on that big giant sun with gear built to last from our friends at Shady Rays. They have... You and your precious eyeballs covered for the warm weather that's coming with their premium polarized shades that come at a very affordable price. Shady Rays is our favorite independent sunglasses company that offers you a world-class product that's just as good, I say even better, than any expensive pair we've ever worn. 
Durable frames and extremely clear optics are perfect for all your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays has the most insane protection of all eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. I'm going to have my Shady Rays. We're going back out on the boat on Lake Delavan uh, oh, nice. on Saturday. Nice. I will have my Shady Rays with me. And I will not worry if they fall out and go into the lake <laughs> because Shady Rays will send me a brand new pair, no questions asked. So I and you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase and together with their customers shady rays is providing much needed support to all nonprofit to their nonprofit partners across the u.s through shady rays impact from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients providing young adults with ms the outdoor adventure of a lifetime shady rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come and if you don't love your shady rays but you you our fans are, are hip they're cool they're going to love them. But just in case you don't, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop and exclusively for our lovely, intelligent, beautiful listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal this season directly to you. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off all orders of two or more pairs of their awesome shades rated five stars by over 200 and 50,000 satisfied customers. All right, the guesses are rolling in for number one. And before we reveal, I want to remind everybody to get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, banana hammocks, and everything in between. Baseball season, get your Aloha shirts, your straw hats, your polos, your bags, everything you need for a baseball game. But the weather is going to be cool and then hot and then cool again. Get ready for those Bears games with your hoodies, your uh, your stocking caps, your gloves, your mittens, your boots, everything you need. All of it is at foco.com. Check out foco.com or click the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. That is foco.com. All right, number one on the list. And, I mean, is there any argument that the best Blackhawks defenseman of all time is Duncan Keith. Yeah, you're not going to hear any argument from me. I mean, we did uh, we did six lists of rankings, and this was one of two where number one was unanimous, yeah. where all three of us voted number one. Tune in later this week to find out what the other unanimous <laughs> number one was. But this was this was a no brainer. I I don't know what was he what was he not great at. Oof. Uh, nah, slap shot accuracy. But he was trying to pass a lot of those times. A lot of times, yeah. <laughs> he had a he had a perchance to uh, slap one right into the uh, op- opponent's shin pads from time to time. Um, but I mean, if a lot of those got through, and a lot of those became, you know, redirections and tips and, yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, if you're if you're building a prototypical offensive defenseman in the modern game, absolutely, Duncan Keith would be would be the mold for it just the way that he was able to play physical when he needed to the way he skated um you know his his absolute incredible work ethic and motor and just never feeling like he was tired uh, out there on the ice even into you know his late 30s um you know he was playing huge minutes for the Blackhawks in those last couple of years and he was still able to do it so well so yeah I mean there's uh, he could he could fight he could shut you down defensively. He's a guy that you played on the power play, top power play, and could play on your penalty kill. Um, yeah, it just he is he is one of, if not probably my favorite Blackhawk of all time. 
Yeah, he uh, he was he was a hockey cyborg for a few years. I mean, yes, that, he was. That 2015 playoff run, just insane. What he accomplished, averaging 34 ni- uh, minutes a night. Now I know a lot of that is skewed because they had quite a lot a few of overtime, overtime games, games but, but still, still that, those are minutes played. It just out there every time, and you got to remember 2013, 2015, they had. Three and a half defensemen that that run. Yeah. I mean, you had Keith Seabrook, Jarmelson, Oduya was hurt, wasn't playing at 100. Yeah. You know that end of the line, Oduya. Yeah, you were throwing out, you know, rookie Trevor Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Uh, you know, I know somebody said he's almost as good as Nicholas Jarmelson, but you know, sure, uh, you can. Uh, you know, Kimo Timonen, the corpse. Timonen was, Kimo Timonen yeah, was he was there. literally in a hospital bed that August yeah. and then came back and played and got on the Hawks and gave it his all six minutes a night. There was a reason he won that the Conn Smythe that year. I mean, oh, he yeah. put that, that defensive unit on his back and was like, we're doing this. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the, 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 there's no argument. I knew when we were going to put these lists, I knew Duncan Keith was going to be number one. Yeah. Uh, I would have been a little. I would have been a little weird if uh, you know someone else was up there from either you two guys. I'd be like, come on. Uh, b- <laughs> would have rejected the ballot. We did six <laughs> lists, and this was the first of two that was a unanimous number one. Yeah. I mean, look, you can you can make an argument for Chelios, you can make an argument for Wilson, you can make an argument for Palat. Sure. But three Stanley Cups. Three like, Stanley Cups. I, I just two Norris. Two Norris. He's just. Con Smythe, two Olympic gold medals, like he's gonna he will he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer as soon as he's oh eligible. if he's not it's I'm it's no question about it number two will go up in the rafters he's gonna get every accolade that that he deserves and he's got fantastic taste in music I I watched Bruce Springsteen at Wrigley Field from about eighteen feet away from him <laughs> for three hours a couple weeks is. ago so and then he lost like seven teeth during uh, the encore <laughs> and didn't miss a song nope yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> right back out there and our guy shirtless dark guy is honoring Duncan Keith today yeah uh, hanging his jersey from uh, the per- the very smoky uh, porch <laughs> uh, that he's got uh, he's got it hanging out there right now on his on his hanger there it is there it, there is. it is Casa de shirt guy live shot a uh, dark guy rather. Um, yeah, Duncan. Lawrence Keith. was saying that he had a socks jersey up the he other did. day for yeah. the sock show. Is he? Does he watch? Do you oh, know? he's aware. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah, because uh, so you, you cannot you cannot see from outside in from right, that right. From that uh, angle. That's so funny. Uh, was, so yes, uh, he is a fan. Carm uh, extended the uh, the olive branch across the way one night. They were shouting at each other across the alley there. That sounds like something Carm would do. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So he's now aware. Of us, he might have been the whole time. Wouldn't it have been weird if he was watching from like day one and didn't realize it was going on literally across <laughs> the street from him? Yeah. But we appreciate the shout out from yeah. our guy. Absolutely. Um, do we want to share any uh, guys that didn't make it that we voted for? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, as I said, we all voted Keith number one. Expose your ballots. Um, yeah, I can, I can, <laughs> I'll give you my whole top 10. I had Keith, yeah. Chelios, Wilson, Palat. Seabrook five. I had Bob Murray six ahead of Jarmelson just because of all the games played. Keith Magnuson was my eight. My nine and ten. Ninth was Gary Suter was a name you mentioned. Uh, was a longtime partner of Chelios. Uh, and then my tenth was Moose Vasco, who uh, was a, a big part of that 61 Cup, and his name was Moose. Moose. Yep. Uh, my top ten was Keith Chelios, Palat, Wilson, 
Seabrook, Jalmerson, Magnuson, Stapleton, Campbell, and I had Seth Jones on mine. Really? Yeah. He I think when 10. his contract is all said and done, you can you can definitely, hopefully, argue to put him there. Yep. I mean, he's gonna if he plays out his entire contract, that's gonna be more than half of his career as a Blackhawk. And I, yeah, I mean, who knows? And who knows what's seven, ahead? Eight hundred games, and yeah, who knows what's the, ahead? I, I just have this weird feeling as the team gets better around him, hmm. he's gonna get better. Funny how that works. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my top ten uh, was Duncan Keith, Doug Wilson, Chris Chelios, Brent Seabrook, Pierre Pilat, Nicholas Jalmerson, Bob Murray, Keith Magnuson, Brian Campbell, and I had Johnny Oduya number ten. All right, fair enough. Sarah, who'd you have? <laughs> Don't even ask. <laughs> she was in Italy. Just she actually uh, had the perfect ballot. It was uh, all one through ten, as we just said them. That was her ballot. Yep. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And we just, uh, we just took her ballot and put it up there. <laughs> We're like, you know what? You're better at this than we are. Yeah. And special thanks, by the way, to Lawrence and Sarah, because these shows are a little, lots of graphics are involved and all that sort of stuff. So thank you for all the extra work uh, they do to make it happen. All right, Greg, what are we on to tomorrow? Top. 10 forwards in Blackhawks history. Should we tease the rest of the week, too, or keep it a surprise? All right, tomorrow is top 10 forwards. forwards. Uh, Thursday is going to be a fun one. Top uh, 10 playoff games in Blackhawks history. Uh, There's definitely some debate, because there are a lot of games on my list that got left off, so I got some yelling to do on Thursday. (laughs) And then uh, Friday, we're going to end with the 10 most memorable trades in Blackhawks history, both good and bad. Unfortunately, there's there's a lot more bad than good on that list. That's what makes them memorable. Yeah, Yeah. for memorable trades, I had some bad ones, and same with playoff games. Some of those playoff games that were great games that the Hawks just ended up losing, they got to be on the list. Yeah. And thanks to uh, young Dangle God for keeping his bit going. Yep. <laughs> he mentioned Patrick Kane, so he had to throw in uh, his 99-cent fine. So nicely done on ke- keeping the bit alive. Um, yeah. Still wasn't enough to get us to Slovakia, but we appreciate yeah, the effort. We got close. And, uh, yeah, a couple of people in the chat also mentioned Connor Bedard at the BioSteel camp. Um, man. Dude does not skip I, I I have absolutely no concerns that he is going to be a monster in the NHL. No concerns. That kid is 18 years old. He is he is uh, not small, as some scouts and analysts were worrying about him uh, translating to the NHL game. And he is out there with... You know, stars of the NHL, Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, uh, learning from them at this camp, being around them at this camp, uh, skating with them. And, and I'm sure as more reports uh, from the camp, more videos from the camp come out, I mean, we're just going to see him uh, keeping pace with all those kinds of guys. And it just makes me absolutely ecstatic that we are another day closer to the season starting because – the more we get to see of him, uh, he's going to be at the Upper Deck Rookie Showcase with Kevin Korchinski, where they take all the top rookies of the last few years and do some fun stuff for their uh, their Upper Deck trading cards and stuff. So that's going to be exciting to see. But, man, like we were talking about training camp and prospect camp and all that stuff like coming up. Seeing him play in person, finally seeing him play in person, is going to be such a fun time. Yeah, and I we're just, and we're just tre- cannot we're, wait. We talked about it today. We are treating uh, preseason games like regular season games. We're going to be there when they're at the United yep. Center. We're going to do post game shows. 
So as soon as number 98's on the ice, we're going to be talking about it as if the games count. We are, so we are yep. uh, one day less than a month away from our first post-game show, September 28th. Let's effing uh, go. Home, ga- home game against the Blues. So Very excited. September Very 28th. excited. I wonder if that will sell out. Mm. Uh, I don't think the 300 level will be closed this year. Yeah, probably not. I would bet it not. was last year. I don't think it will be this year. All right, we're going to wrap things up. We are back tomorrow, 2 o'clock again, with the top 10 forwards in Blackhawks history. Should be a ton of fun. Until then, for Greg, for Mario, for Sarah, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you on Wednesday on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.